live creatively, friends. Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given, and then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. Welcome to the Live Creatively Friends podcast. This podcast is part of the Questions Project, an exploration of questions about Christian faith, the Bible, and life today, with me, the Reverend Dr. Jacqueline Soldis, an Episcopal priest. For more about the project and to join the conversation, visit jsoldis.org. Lovely to hear you respond to me. I love that. Thank you. So let me begin by asking if anyone here is familiar with the invisible gorilla experiment. Has anyone heard of that before? No. After I describe it, it, some of you may recognize it. We'll see. It's a famous uh, psychology experiment that was done back in the 1990s by a couple of Harvard professors and they were studying human attention. It's <laughs> an interesting topic, isn't it? So uh, they, they shot a video of a short basketball game. There were two three-member teams. One team had white shirts. One team had black shirts. And so the people who came in and were being experimented on watched the video, and their job was to count the number of passes that the white-shirted team made during the course of the game and come up with a total at the end. So here's the tricky part. There's always the tricky part, right? So during the course of the game, a full-grown man dressed in a gorilla suit comes onto the basketball court, stands in the center of the court, faces the camera, beats his chest, and then walks out of the action. So he's there for about 10 seconds. So, take a wild guess. How many people saw the gorilla? It's not zero. That's a pessimistic view of humanity. (laughs) About half. About half of the people did not see the gorilla. Now, if you ask people, 90%, which I think, you know, it should be like 99%. Like, if we had to predict, we would say, of course we would see that gorilla. How could you miss a gorilla walking into the middle of a basketball game and doing this for 10 seconds? Like, that's crazy. So, but this experiment has been replicated many times. And in fact... So many people know about it now that the original experimenters have taken it a step further and they created a new experiment. So they took a bunch of people that had never heard of it before and they replicated the original results. So half the people didn't see the gorilla. And then they took a bunch of people who knew about the experiment, who knew about the gorilla, and they created a situation for them. So, of course, all those people saw the gorilla, right, because they were looking for it. But here's here's the interesting part. They missed two new unexpected events that the experimenters put into the video. They were half as likely to see them as the control group. 
So what's interesting is they're so busy looking for the gorilla, it basically functions the same way as looking for the passes of the white-shirted team did for the first group, right? So they're so focused that they miss what they don't expect to see. So this phenomenon is called inattentional blindness. Inattentional blindness. We don't like to admit it, but it turns out that we are walking around missing a lot of what goes on around us, and generally speaking, we have no idea that we're missing so much. So I doubt that these Harvard psychologists, when they created this term inattentional blindness, were thinking theologically. But here we are in church, so let's do it. I, so if you think of the Bible like as a big story, you, you look at it and you find that the theme of inattentional blindness is a constant theme, isn't it? This human inability to see what is clearly right in front of us because we are focused on our own little task, our own little concern. And I think if you look at the Bible as a whole, you could even read it as a big, cosmic, invisible gorilla experiment. God, like the gorilla, keeps showing up in surprising and unexpected places, announcing his presence. While human beings, focused on their own individual expectations and tasks, miss him altogether. And if we extend this metaphor to the second coming, to this revelation, which is so bizarre, right? Maybe that's when the gorilla walks right up to the cameraman, sticks his face in the lens, or maybe even rips the camera out of the cameraman's hands and puts his face right up to that human being. That would be pretty unsettling. And in fact, God's presence in the Bible is often described in ways that are just as bizarre and unexpected as a gorilla walking through a basketball game. There's visions and tongues of flame, voices from heaven, the burning bush. You could go on and on. So how often, I wonder, do we miss seeing God in our midst? In the New Testament... Jesus' listeners were always asking for a sign. And Jesus tells them that all the signs they need are right in front of them. And if they can't see the signs that are already there, if they can't see him for who he is, there is no point in producing more signs. That the problem is not with the signs, but with their inability to see. And if we think back to the Old Testament The patriarchs, those people that God created special friendships with. One of the things that is special about those people is they seem to have this amazing ability to see and pay attention to notice God's unexpected intrusions into human life. If you think about Abraham, he was living among pagans and somehow... He becomes aware of God and develops a relationship with him. 
And then there's Moses, who notices the burning bush and gets curious. And then there's Jacob, who has the dream, and he wakes up and he says, Surely God was in this place, and I did not know it. And I think when we read scripture, we often assume that God was just more active and more obvious in the world. And perhaps that's true. I don't know. Or maybe the Bible is just told from the perspective of the people who were open and alert enough that they noticed and they saw God. Our gospel text today and the theme of Advent as a whole is all about seeing and interpreting the signs in front of us. We begin Advent by talking about apocalyptic signs, what they are and what they mean. When you see these things taking place, Jesus says, you know that the kingdom of God is near. As we move through Advent, there are more dramatic signs, signs that announce that God is doing something new. We all know the Christmas story. But again, only a select few seem to notice and respond to those signs. So we all know the story of the angels appearing to the shepherds in the field. We know that a great company of the heavenly host appearing with an angel announces God's glory to the shepherds in the field, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Let's imagine this for a minute. A heavenly host in the sky singing God's glory. How is it that only a few ragtag shepherds noticed? There wasn't even Netflix. I mean, what was everyone doing? And then think about the star of Bethlehem. There it is, brighter than any star in the sky for all to see. And only three random wise men from some distant country notice it and see its significance and are curious and follow it to find out what it means. So it's a commonplace that we all talk about how busy this holiday season is, how preoccupied we are. But I wonder if our human busyness and preoccupation was baked into the Christmas story from the very beginning. Because even with angels and stars announcing Jesus' birth, Jesus' entry into the world was apparently easy to miss. Most people did miss it. And there are still people missing it. The Holy One is always breaking in, always doing the unexpected. And we, as God's people, are told to look up, to raise our heads and to pay attention to the details of life, to the fig tree 
sprouting new leaves, to the small ways that God is always erupting into the world, always breaking in when there is no reasonable hope or expectation that anything new or different is possible. Be on guard, Jesus says, so that your hearts are not weighed down with the worries of this life. Be alert at all times, says the gospel text. I prefer this translation. Be watchful in all seasons. As God's people, we are called to be watchful for God's presence, to the surprising things that God is always doing, bringing light into darkness, healing strength into suffering, hope and promise into despair. Perhaps in the end, that is what it means to live by faith. To live with our eyes and hearts open to God's presence. The world will assure you there is no gorilla. The world neither expects the gorilla nor sees it. Here is my exhortation to you on this first Sunday of Advent. Lift up your heads. See the unexpected goodness of God breaking in all around you. See the gorilla. Amen. Thanks for listening. Look for my blog, some short videos about faith during a time of pandemic, meditative prayers, and other resources at jsoltis.org. Until next time, blessings on your journey. May it be filled with adventurous questions.